DEI Hotline, serving the traditionally minoritized and underserved communities. What's your emergency? Hello? I'd like to report a misgendering. Are you the victim of the misgendering, ma'am, or sir? Or do you have another pronoun for those options? I like sir. Can I have your name, sir? My name is Lavender. All right, and you have been misgendered at work. Uh, was this a co-worker? Um, I'm not sure. It was in a text message, but I didn't recognize the number. Can you send me the text message? Yes, I just sent it. I've been working here for four days, and I just told everyone my new pronouns yesterday, so there is no excuse for this. Can I have the address where you were located? Why? I don't, I, I don't know. Oh, never mind. Um, you're on a landline, so I have it. Are you safe? Well, no. I just told you someone totally misgendered me. On top of that, my homophobic dad deadnated me on the way here, so I'm, I'm just, I'm having a really hard day. I understand, ma'am. That must be very frustrating. Oh, excuse me. I, I meant sure. I am so embarrassed. You called me, ma'am. The damage has been done. Look, I know you did not intend to do that, but intentions don't matter. I'm sure you understand. I'm going to have to speak to your supervisor. I apologized, and I meant it. You know, you never even asked me what my pronouns were, and now you want to talk to my supervisor. I feel unsafe. You know, this is not good customer service. Oh, oh my God. What? Lavender, the hostile text messages are coming from inside the building. Get out of the building. Recorded live, simply to reduce the amount of time spent in post-production... The new Indispensable Show with Sable and Dave. Let's take a deep dive into the shallow end of American culture. Man, after that hilarious skit, <laughs> I did have to screw up a recording and redo the last 10 minutes. Yeah, man, thanks a lot. All the, I was uh, probably the funniest I've ever been. That's always that how it is. 12 minutes and it's all lost That's to time. All, well, you, you did share some uh, really uh, benign jokes about Stumpy's Hatchet House. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's our new sponsor. They anyway, don't, they don't know that. That's what I was They saying. don't know that they're a sponsor of ours. We should talk about them. I just want to say welcome to the end of the year show, the Christmas show. Yeah, Dave's favorite holiday. My favorite holiday. I love everything about Christmas except for the Jesus part. Mm -hmm. I love the food and the drinks and the music, but uh, the Jesus thing I can totally do without that part. It's almost like he had notes. <laughs> he said the same thing, <laughs> except I didn't record you the first time. We're definitely recording this time. Yeah, good, good. Uh, you know, people out there in, in Podland aren't really interested in the technical side of it, yeah. but I do just like to share for a minute when something goes wrong, Yeah, because it's really only happened twice. Mm -hmm. We lost a whole show one we time. We lost That's a whole terrible. show one time. I've Actually, that happens a lot. I've heard even people like like someone will say, I interviewed Donald Trump for four hours and we lost the recording. Like That's happened to people. Totally. Yeah. Totally happens. <laughs> I'm glad I just got it now. Anyway, we're, we're back. Uh, I'm Sable Cantus here with uh, Dave Smith. And you heard the voice. You laughed at his uh, wonderful performance as Lavender. <laughs> Corey Parker Robinson. Hi, Corey. Thank you for Thanks having for joining me. Us. Thank you. That's great. And he needed to clear his throat anyway after that, so it was good to take a quick break. <laughs> mm -hmm. So we're uh, back, and I'd like to say we have pretty much finished this week's drink. Uh, it's cold and rainy outside here in Southern California. Oh, for a change. So, so I nice. had the... And, you know, the last time we recorded on, on a Saturday, I made that coffee. I thought, well, we might as well have the coffee, include mm. the, the whiskey, and made the Irish coffee. 
Now, this is a traditional Irish coffee that I made with uh, a jigger of of Jameson. That's about one and three quarter ounce. The good stuff. And then the fresh French press that I made. Mm -hmm. And then a little bit of whipped cream that I whipped up and topped off with. That's that's so good. Awesome. I don't know what to say now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I'm trying to remember what we said before. The first time we (laughs) recorded, I really brought a downer by uh, asking everyone to back up their stuff. I'm going to skip that part and just go right to the manliness. All right. Okay. Now, let's see if I can do a better job of this. And Corey, we got to get you uh, friends with my, with this other guy whose birthday we were celebrating, so you could be involved in this the next time. But okay, it's my understanding that on the East Coast, there's a tradition all over the coast, all up and down the coast, where guys go around and drink beer and throw axes. And I had <laughs> yes. I'd never heard of this as a thing. I knew about darts and pool and going out uh, to the archery range and going out sh- to the shooting range. I've never heard about an axe-throwing establishment. It's big yeah. in New England. Yeah, and I uh. went I went last night, and it was glorious. I can't believe we've never had one before. Yeah, it was awesome. It's a place called Stumpy's Hatchet House in Huntington Beach. Do they have these places in New England? Like yes, okay. New so England it's like a big. so it's like a bowling alley, except you're doing like throwing. It's not that long, yes. but you're throwing. You know, maybe it's ten or fifteen feet away, mm-hmm. throwing hatchets into the um, into the wall. God, it was fun. It was more fun than I thought it would be. And you were good at it too. Yeah, I, I got pretty good. I, I maybe I think I won the most improved award, as you were just saying earlier. Mm-hmm. Maybe. <laughs> well, you also got the fifty-one points. Did I win that one? Did, yeah, you did. Yeah. So, okay. so I, I don't know. Have you done this before? Years ago, long, long time ago. So my my buddy, whose birthday it was, um, when I when I read about it that it was over by where he lives, I sent him a message. I said, "Hey, you might be into this." He was there an hour later. He knows the owner. The owner recognized him on site, <laughs> and he came prepared with a series of games that we play. So we had we had five of us that were there. And there were different games like Kill the Zombie. That Actually, that was my favorite. Yeah, it was fun. Because yeah, yeah. whether you're the zombie or the human, you win. Either way, you win, <laughs> which is pretty cool. And then uh, there were some different ways to get points and some accuracy. And after a couple of hours, even I was getting some pretty good hits. Yeah, nice. everybody was hitting like one out of ten shots. But then we were all hitting like six to seven out of ten after a while. So we improved. Yeah, you guys nice. were doing a little better. A little I better was, than I was. I was throwing hard as I could, too. I was uh, I was trying to like break the target <laughs> well, after a while. And you definitely had the most power. So, Corey, when Dave, Dave did this overhand thing, like he was winding up to go throw for the World Series. Yeah, I was like the big unit out there with and, my axe. And the axe would, it would start <laughs> out slow motion on his big swing and then he would let go, and it would impact the target so hard, wood chips would come flying off, and he and he would have to take two hands and kick off the wall to pull the hatchet out. Man. I'm so strong and manly. It was it was pretty good. You had a you got a good arm. I'm there, pretty man. sore, not from the axe throwing, but more from the anal sex we all had afterwards. Yeah, that wasn't funny last time either. <laughs> what? I think I'm going to stop you recording. Guys are so, no, just kidding. <laughs> we didn't really have anal sex afterwards. Ew, he's so gross. <laughs> Not there's anything wrong with that. I mean, come on. <laughs> that was a drop. That was not me. <laughs> I, I totally got Corey uh, with that one. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Excellent. All right. 
Oh dear. What were we talking about last time? Was anything good? We should skip it if it wasn't good. So I got I got a couple things from uh, current events that I'd really like to bring up. Awesome. And one of them was, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to check Twitter. I'm trying to be good about that. We're telling our listeners every week to get a hold of us on Twitter, so it doesn't, you know, I want to make sure that they don't have to wait too long for us. And I was on, and I had installed it on my phone. There's a new thing called Twitter Spaces. I'm looking at maybe we're going to simulcast next year. I don't know. We might do some other stuff. But I had read this article about, um, it was in the times.co.uk, and it was about police when they arrest a rapist. The rapist, the man who violently raped a woman, was saying he was a woman. So they were booking the men multiple times as women. So it shows up in the paperwork, they get treated differently, and the article was about how absurd this was. Like this yeah. was and so I when I saw the article on Twitter, I was like, "Oh, I read that." So I went to retweet, and when I went to retweet it, Twitter gave me a a notice and it said, uh, "Hey, you want to read that article first? <laughs> You're about to share an article you haven't opened on Twitter." But like, you had read you had already read it. I was though, like right? Who cares if I open that on Twitter? This I want to retweet this. Yeah, yeah. you haven't opened it on Twitter, but like, I, yeah, I was saying I would like to be notified on my end mm-hmm. as a reader that the person who shared just this with you didn't read the article. That would be good yeah. for me to know. I like that. That reminds me because I actually had a note about this because I was. You've heard the term birthing person? Oh yes, you we know, talked the, about that last week. Yeah. yeah, was it last week? Yeah. So birthing person would be the way to describe a mother who's not maybe or maybe was assigned female at birth but now no longer is or whatever but i was thinking well the opposite of the birthing person maybe the what we might call the father sometimes but that that should probably be called the raping person now right oh especially if you're a white male because if you're a white male there's no way anybody can consent to having sex with you because of the power hierarchy, right? <laughs> so you're automatically a rapist if you're white male. But now the women are becoming rapists too. This is very interesting. Hmm. So wow. So more equality for the for the women. Oh, uh, but area. see, that's that's right there. You're being racist. <laughs> They're raping we're, just as many. We're not allowed to have equality anymore. It's about equity. Hmm. Ah, no, you're not supposed to have an words. equal opportunity yeah. to be successful. It's supposed to be no matter how successful you are, we're going to chop you down until you're just as dumb as everybody else. That works really well. Those are two. Tried it, by the way. Those are two different uh, approaches, and you're on the wrong approach there, sir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got to get Sorry. on board. Get on board with the equity train. That's why we did the skit. Bad Dave. <laughs> I I also don't like um, Twitter policing me, which is why I, know, I prefer yeah. No Agenda Social. Actually, yeah, yeah. That's the. I wonder the mastodon instance. Yeah. If somebody listens to that sketch we did in 40 50 years is it going to be like um life of Brian is now when you see the member the scene where it's like why are you always on about women stan? I want to be one. What? I want to be a woman. What? <laughs> you know, he's like I want to have babies. You can't have babies. Where's the fetus going to gestate? You're going to keep it in a box, you know. <laughs> That's not even a joke. Anymore. I think people now watching that are like, well of course he can have babies if he wants to. Absolutely. And and it's not funny serious. anymore. So it's maybe terrible. maybe this sketch will be like, well, I don't understand what the joke is. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> For these young did, the people in 20 years, 40 years. Such so, so, so a sad state. That, yeah, what's wrong with him being called sir? I don't get it. That's, mm-hmm. that's right. Thank, thank you, Lavender. Thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. 
<clears throat> so does anybody got anything else now before I launch into my thing about fake news? But oh, I want to hear about your fake news thing. Yeah, I've got a follow up to your fake news. Okay. Actually, um, what was I saying earlier that uh, we had two big problems: hacking, mm-hmm. huge problem, and then fake news. These are two like major things. Fake news is probably the biggest thing because that really affects culture. Um, and if you're a right winger type person, like uh, we kind of generally are. We notice way more like how come people uh, are buying all these news stories? Like they just they're not looking into them. Like uh, I mentioned right. the the uh, Donald Trump story where he threw the entire handful of food into the koi pond, and they're like, "What an idiot!" You know, like they would just show him like he doesn't even know how to feed fish. And then when you watch the rest of the video, you're like, "Oh, he just did what the president of Japan did. He threw the entire handful in too." Like, <laughs> oh. Okay, well, that was a fake news story. Like, yes, the event happened, but the way they rupard the video, the yeah, name right. after Aaron Rupar, who was famous for tweeting out these videos where he's just showing a piece of the video to make sure that you get an impression of the video, even though it might mean the opposite of what actually happened. Right, so the, that's the misleading news. piece. Yeah, and it happened to Kamala Harris recently, too. So I'm thinking maybe lefties should be waking up to this, too. Like, oh, all of the fucking news is fake. Now, like, we're now, just Tell yeah. us what happened with, yeah. with Kamala. With her, she was in an interview with Charlemagne the God, and there was an incident where he asked her, who's the, who's, who's the president of the country? Is it yep. Joe Manchin or is it Joe Biden? And she didn't answer. It was going to be kind of uncomfortable. And then her handler kind of stepped in and said, oh, she can't hear you. And then Charlemagne said, she's pretending like she can't hear me. You know, that, That's all the part they showed, which is very like makes Kamala look stupid. But if you watch the whole thing... She comes back. I mean, she's she like handles him, apparently. Yeah. For people that were talking I about saw the like, whole thing. like she did pretty well. Like, yeah. That mm-hmm. was pretty impressive. That's that was not really shown um, no. as widely as the rest of it because that was like a nice a nice little snippet to show and get clicks on, but that's fake. It's fucking fake news. Don't yep. don't ever believe any any especially any politically charged story. Don't believe it. Wait wait a week. <laughs> listen to people who are arguing about it. See like try to find the entire video. Do not buy it. So well, it's it's been happening in the last two weeks with the Omicron virus. Every headline is inflammatory. Every yep. single one on any news site you go to, every headline is death, 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 death. No, You're, they aren't mentioning death. Well, They're just mentioning the cases, it's and the, it's, it's ripping through, but right? they don't mention anything but the, about that. It's death. the end of the world. They even yeah. use the word surge yeah. to indicate something bad's going to happen when they're talking about people who want to get testing. Absolutely. But if you read in 10 or 11 paragraphs, you go, oh, actually, well, maybe one person died in Texas but yeah, they bury that. But Texas <laughs> is is not confirming that it was a death because of COVID yet, because they don't have conclusive evidence. They're saying, well, we know they tested positive and we know they died. We don't know if they died because of COVID or not. And that's the only one. Like that's the only one. It seems like the eighty percent of vaccinations. It's nationwide. Eighty percent of uh, five years and older have at least one shot. It seems like. It's making Omicron nothing. It's nothing to worry about. <clears throat> Even in Africa, they're saying we shouldn't be quarantining people. It's not that bad. Let's just stop with the quarantining. Meanwhile, we're shutting down all events. We're shutting down everything. We're going to require in LA. You want to go into a? You want to go see uh, the Lakers? I don't know if they're they're not playing right now, but yeah, they are. I are think, they? Or, well, I don't know right now, but right now, it might right be now. Omicron. Oh my crud! But, but let's say you want to go in to see the Lakers or the Dodgers sometime in the next whenever they're playing, or you want to just go to the stadium. They're gonna say, "Oh well, uh, Corey, it looks like six months ago you had your 
your vaccination, you should have been boosted already. You're not boosted, you can't come in. Mm-hmm. You're you say, considered but I, unvaccinated. But I paid $400 for this ticket. We're like, sorry, yesterday you should have been boosted and you weren't. You got to go home. We can't let you in here. Yep, details are sketchy so far on Omicron, the death rate. But I could tell, my sense is, they're, they're, you, re, you read those, they don't say... They're saying it might be less severe, but they immediately mm-hmm. switch over to it's ripping through. It's just going to, it's so much more transmissible. It's, it's going to be a surge, surge. But my sense is it's less severe because you know they would have gleefully reported that mm-hmm. it's fucking deadly. Absolutely. From the articles I read from South Africa where they said it started, I mean, they're coming out on Twitter like doctors, nurses are coming out from South Africa, and they're like, uh, we're fine. We don't know what you guys are talking about <laughs> in the rest of the world. No one has died from this. It's like the common cold. We're good. And, and maybe... And that's awesome. just from what I've that's read. Awesome. But, yeah. Which, but I hope that's maybe, true. It's maybe true. in Africa, they're doing other things to help with that. They're giving ivermectin. They're giving other... Which they are. Other items to help out when somebody gets infected so that they don't have all of the hospitalizations and deaths. Of course, those are just dumb African doctors, of course, so we don't of have course. to listen to them. <laughs> Except that it's been a month now, and there's yeah. no confirmed deaths from Omicron. Not one. Yeah. Yeah. There's nope. two that are suspected. One was reported in England, and that was proven to not be because of it. And one is has been reported in Texas, but t- that's the one that Texas said, no, we, we can't say that yet. Now, flip side pushback, part of the reason why it could be less deadly is because... All the weakest people have been culled exactly. already. And vaccination rate, very high. Vaccination does seem to protect you extra against this. Maybe, Maybe. these are factors. So I want to see, like, how are unvaccinated people who haven't had COVID yet, you know, how are they going to be impacted? But apparently, seems okay, which is awesome. Yeah. This is what we wanted. We wanted it to become just a cult. And I, I think we talked about this a while ago because, like Joe Rogan, none of us here are doctors. Uh, Somebody should tell Bill Gates that, by the way. He's tweeting like crazy all the medical data and like he's the medical authority. But we thought because this was lab created from the people that we were listening to that, yeah, it started out really strong and it's going to quickly become not strong because that's not a natural virus. And that seems to be the case so far. Yeah, right, right. So let's just hope by, by the summer, by June, July... We don't have to think about this anymore. And then that would be nice. In October of twenty two, you're like, oh, uh, you should get your flu shot and get your COVID shot too. How do you think Pfizer and Moderna and AstraZeneca and Johnson Johnson are going to react to this though? Because they got trillions of dollars on the table. Do you think they're going to go? Oh, good. We don't need to make these and sell these to the government anymore. Yay! No, it's not going to happen. They're going to be pushing stuff. And of the three people in this room, did you ever have COVID? Do you know? I don't think so. I mean, I. I don't know. Did you even get sick around? I got really sick right before COVID. I bet you it was, but I don't know for sure. I didn't get That's tested. That's funny that you say that because October 2019, me and my family did get sick. Mm. And I mean, it was a terrible headache. But I don't know if it was COVID. Yeah. You didn't, yeah. We didn't know to test. And then, yeah, I don't, I don't so know. So of the three of us at this table, probably he has the strongest immunity. Sable does. Because yeah. he actually had COVID and... Your job made you take drugs to right. keep working there. They made you okay. take the they, vaccine. Well, they which violent, is fucking retarded. They violently coerced me. <laughs> yes, they did. Yeah. I don't and know you, if I told you this, but my employer decided um, they decided you will be vaccinated and you will show proof by this specific date, or you will be fired. 
Yeah. yeah, and they ignored the fact that you had mm-hmm. confirmed case of COVID, yep. already had it, so you already have superior immunity to their retarded little vaccine, which provides a little bit of extra immunity right. and wanes after a few months. Mm-hmm. You have the superior human-generated immunity. Right. The fact that that's not ever factored into anything is such bullshit. It but, makes me want to punch But there's no money That's in what that. they said face. we were going for at first. Remember, right. yes. herd immunity. Yep. That's what they yep. said. Yep. They That's what we're going for. They dropped all talk of it. It's all vax, 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 vax. I want to punch that little fucking troll in the face for that. I really <laughs> do. He's 80, so I might kill him with one punch. Yeah. But, Ooh. Mm, well, spe- you know, well, you know, I, I, I might want to l- kill him necessarily, but maybe like just crush his eye socket or something. When, you know, when you used to joke about punching, and, and Dave's not really violent. I've no. never seen him punch anybody. When you've joked about punching somebody before, I always laughed it off. But after I saw you throw the axe through the wood, like maybe he could hurt, maybe Dave could hurt somebody if he punches him. I do punch hard. I'm not going to let Dave punch me with my glasses on at least. No. <laughs> That'll ooh, that'll hurt. I would advise against that, sir. So, a uh, little quick little follow up from the fake news. Uh, there's a there's a website called the Retraction Watch. Retraction mm, Watch. Oh, that's and Retraction Watch posted a really interesting article, and I'm just going to read you the 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 cut from that that I copied. It says a Sage Journal has retracted 122 papers because of clear indicators that the submission and or peer review process for these papers was manipulated. Hmm. So they, from one journal, they pulled 122 papers, and they have fired <laughs> editors. They fired their staff, yeah. many people from the staff, because the staff was just pushing through bogus scientific studies. Wow. They were peer reviewing. This is part of what I mean by peer fake reviewing. news. Yeah, it's basically and, like fake news. They just think, I like the way... I like the results of this, so I'm just going to pass it along and let it. Whoops, my. <laughs> I'm just going to pass it along because I like people to agree with right. me, and they just that's fucking. But bullshit. but this follows up from uh, from the dog park. Um, mm. The what was it? The toxic masculinity in Portland dog parks. <laughs> yeah. This was a fantastic fake study that was done. There was a couple guys that said, you know, scientific papers and journals. It's kind of BS there. It's a buddy system, and it's only the very uh, what what we call woke today. It's they're just promoting what they think are the correct values, not science. Yep. So so a couple guys got together and they wrote a series of completely bogus um, scientific papers. They made up the data. They made up everything, but they wrote it in such a way that they thought the editors would publish it. And they got all of their papers published. (laughs) People, and so the one that really stood out to me was toxic masculinity in Portland dog parks. Yeah, the way the dogs were mounting other dogs, like Uh it was like they were, you know, it was yeah, it was the toxic (laughs) dominate male behavior. And and this was this was, I don't know how many years ago it was, but it came out then that these these uh, scientific journals, which frankly I think they should just go away now. Be, just become a website. Mm-hmm. We, I don't think we need them anymore. They're certainly not doing us a service. The problem I have is once you get your fake paper published, now that becomes the authority. This is authoritative. This is the truth. It's published. It's peer-reviewed. It's the gold standard. Nobody understands how a study works unless you're in a PhD program or you're in research for some reason. And so it's easy to go to the paper and say, the paper said this, therefore it's the truth, because I want to trust this, and we can't trust academic journals anymore. Well, I tend to follow the money. 
because most of these journals are written by institutes or, you know, foundations, you know, whatever you want to call it. And even if it's some type of medical association, where do they get their money from? You turn around and it's like, wait a yeah. minute. So you got $20 billion from Bill Gates? Oh, okay. Yeah, and a lot of the dietary studies are funded by General Mills, mm-hmm. Nabisco. They, yeah. They, they, get, they get the results they want. Yeah, and you're like, they okay. Well, that makes it's, sense. It's funny that you mentioned Bill Gates because yeah. Bill Gates just bought a major COVID testing company. And now he's he's uh, encouraging the administration to buy 500 million COVID tests to send them to people's houses. Oh, yeah. Where yeah. are they going to buy all those testing kits from? And what if Omicron becomes a cold? Do you think he's going to be like, oh, good, we don't need these tests that I spent billions of dollars on exactly. because we don't need that? Mm-hmm. Fucking, of course not. They're going to push them. So even when the money doesn't predict, it predicts. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. It Follow still the money. does. Follow the money. I mean, it always seems to predict even when it's, when it's actually not like it. It really is um, not part of the equation, yet it still predicts anyway. It's so amazing. So I, I want to do one little touch-up on this um, Retraction Watch article. So is, is this do they track all retractions from all sorts of articles and yeah, yeah. I love that retraction idea. Fuck, watch gonna, is, I gotta get it's on a great that. website. Yeah. So there's it says the uh, the indicators according to the Journal of Electrical Engineering and Education include but are not limited to submission patterns consistent with the use of paper mills, collusion between authors and reviewers during the review process, inappropriate subject matter as compared to the journal's aims and scope poor quality peer review, and requests for inappropriate citation. Hmm. Yeah. That's great. And there's need six, to have that 600 everywhere. others that are likely going to be pulled. Wow. Wow. 600 more. <laughs> yeah. That's so, awesome. It's a big deal. And this is why, Dave, as much as we talk about the doom and gloom, I think that we have to have a little better outlook, keep our eyes open for these pitfalls, but generally... I think, you know, we made it through the 60s. I've heard it said before I was born that 1968 was one of the roughest years for, mm-hmm. the, for the United States recently, you know, after World War II, <laughs> that somehow the generation made it through. Yeah. And I think we're going to make it through here, too. Oh, I think it's, it's going towards uh, positivity because everything is, I mean, the absurdity is being ramped up. Look at everything. This mm-hmm. is absurd. Now even people who didn't, you know, think that certain things were going on, you know, conspiracy theories or whatever you want to call it, now people are, you know, asking questions like, wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense. Right. It's like it's like when you go to a restaurant, right? And then you're going to the restaurant. Me and my son went to a restaurant a couple of uh, days ago, and we walk in, right? So they're like, oh, yeah, where's where's your mask? And this is outside. Right? So we're like, what? Okay. And then I literally turn to my left, and there's a guy because it's outside. He's sitting right there eating his meal, no mask on. And I'm like, You live in LA County? Uh, right? yes, yes. Yes. That's a factor. <laughs> and so, and so I'm, I'm like, My mask. I'm like, I'm literally two feet from a guy sitting right there, scarf, <laughs> scarfing down a hamburger. And then uh. she's like, I know, sir, but. <laughs> Can you please just put the mask on? Okay, so you want me to put the mask on to walk two feet to my table, yeah. sit down, and then I take it off. Yeah. Yes, yes, sir. Please just <laughs> just partake in the absurdity. 
Mm-hmm. Look, can we get a big gang? And I'm just like, okay. I'm like, yeah. all right. And we we <laughs> walked two feet to the table, sat down, and I'm like, okay. So the virus knows that this the is people the sitting zone. down are, you know, you can't mess with those people. But the people walking in, no, you guys got issues. This virus is a lot smarter than you think. I think it yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, right? No, I think you think it. I don't know. And it's absurd. It's absurd. Totally. And people are waking up. Like for instance. And this is just my opinion. If it really was a pandemic, right, would you be walking around everywhere you you walk around seeing hundreds of masks on the ground? Wouldn't <laughs> oh there be God. like little hazmat boxes all over to like put those? Because aren't those yeah. quote unquote contaminated? Oh, yeah. True. They're just That's on the ground. Point. And, so and they were washed out to the ocean, too. There's been like mil- a couple hundred million of those things are just now... Out in the ocean, floating around, we they were useless to begin with. Be, almost, we I need mean, hazmat but, boxes for masks everywhere. It's a good I'm business saying, opportunity, I'm Corey. What the? Yeah, this is no, great. I mean, yeah, no, I like this. I wonder if it we, doesn't make sense. I wonder if we could submit a grant to the federal government to to manage these hazmat boxes, drop them off all over the place, pick them up, and then go dump them in the ocean. <laughs> yeah, directly. <laughs> hey, I mean. Could we get like a group of maybe just we'll, maybe we'll film this too? Just get like ten or fifteen guys. Everybody's wearing like everybody wears suits, so it looks like we got a lot of money. And we go <laughs> up to a restaurant and we're like not wearing masks. You're like, hey, let's go in. They go, do you guys? You need to show your vaccine card to get in. We're like, oh, do you know of any restaurants in town that we could uh, that aren't uh, complying with this? So we can go spend thousands of dollars tonight because we're not going into your fucking restaurant. You know, I like to get the look. You have to go to mom and pop. You can't go to Outback because they don't give a fuck. But you go to like the where the restaurateur is there and they're like, oh, fuck, I'm missing out on all this money. He's like, you're complying. You're a bitch. So we're going to go across the street to another restaurant. We got to do this. It'd be great because that's eventually it, how you get everybody just stops complying yeah, with the bullshit. It's, and that's how you do it. I mean, it, it's it would be funny, except when I walk in with a suit, they look at me and they go, Of course, this guy is following all the rules and they just let us right in. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. I have been asked for the vaccine card a couple times. I didn't want to show it. Really? One, one, well, one, yeah, it was at a, yeah, well, to sit inside. So wow. they, you know, they have the colored and white sections now. Now it's just called vaccinated, unvaccinated. So <laughs> the, the drinking fountain outside mm-hmm. for the va- unvaxed or the hose. It's like a nice drinking fountain. Then there's like a hose on the ground for the unvaxed people Ooh, to exactly. take a drink from. <sighs> We're going too far. Hey, do you have a sad state of the union? No, no, I for didn't. I was year? not able to. I was so freaking busy this week. I couldn't. Oh, man. I had a funny meeting though because you know I work in post post production. Post post. I'm not even really going to say what it is, but it was a, it was a very popular show right now, and I had to go on. A, there was a problem with my end of things, but I kind of knew it was kind of like their issue, like they're screwing something up. But I'm on a meeting with like producers of the show and stuff, and like I had to sort of gently say. You guys are screwing this up. So it was really weird. They were all very nice, actually. Um, um, but I eventually kind of like, I, luckily somebody mentioned something. I go, remember that thing you just said? You mentioned this a couple months ago. The fact that, that your thing is reading my file the wrong way, that means that you guys have maybe some settings wrong. I just left it at that. And then they figured it all out. <laughs> yes. So then they figured it out. And it's like, whew, I was off the hook. So that was really fun. So. Nice. But, yeah. Well, I got a little beef bunker if you want oh, to end okay. the year I with a little it, yeah. beef bunker. You familiar with the beef bunker still? No. We haven't talked about this yet? What's all that? right. Take, take, take a breath. Go ahead and uh, um, grab your drink if you need it. And let's go to the beef bunker. Thank you.
Dave, tell us about the Beef Bunker. Oh, the Beef Bunker is a place that Sable and I like to retire to when we want to talk about low-carb diets and uh, uh, just the general nutrition stuff that uh, you don't normally hear talked about. Got it. This, is, this is the Men's Health Magazine portion of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Okay, got you. It's where we, we talk about some actual food and alcohol, like not just fun and cocktails and current events, but last episode I had found this app that was targeting men who were overweight and... I was explaining how I went through the website and it was all focused on insurance and medication and I couldn't find the word diet anywhere on the website <laughs> or food. It was all about medication, insurance. It was an insurance grab. So to follow up, I managed to get another ad for, mm. for uh, men's health. And this one, I was like, oh God, here's another one. I talked about it on the podcast and now I'm getting ads everywhere. Mm. This one is called Simple Life, simple.life. So I reluctantly went to the website, and I was pleasantly surprised. It's an app to help you track your intermittent fasting. Oh. Ah, now, of okay. course, you're going to say they have to be wrong about it because nobody knows how to do intermittent fasting properly. So let me tell you <laughs> what they say. Okay. And then you can tell whether they're right or wrong. Okay. <laughs> it says, they start off with their, their headers, intermittent fasting is your key to better health. Intermittent fasting gives your body the time to rest and recover after the extensive work of digestion. That's when all the amazing health benefits kick in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is true. So far, so good? Yep, yeah. I don't okay. need beef so far. Yeah. <laughs> I went through their site. I didn't have any problems. Yeah. Okay. I was like, oh, okay. I wanted to bring a positive to last week's. Okay, we, I thought we the ridiculed. other shoe was going to drop, and they were going to say, take our new pill called intermittent fasting, and then... <laughs> Side effects may include whatever you know. There's a long <laughs> list. Okay, so good. So they, yeah, they're just helping you out with with like maybe giving your body a rest and letting it mm-hmm. not digest and food helping for you track your more than your, two hours your intermittent fasting goals. Yeah. Oh, that's you great. want to get twelve hours, fourteen hours, sixty, like whatever it is. So it seemed awesome. like a positive thing. Okay. I just wanted to I wanted to bring that up. Mm. Good, okay. good. Yep. Yeah. And there's been, uh, like I said, when you start looking through articles to like, gee, how can I lose weight? The, 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 the you're you're basically going to find no difference between like as far as studies go. Although we, the low carb diets do beat low fat diets all the time, but mm-hmm. ultimately everything is so there's no, there's no gigantic like the last big discovery we made that actually is legit is that heavy smokers do have a much higher rate of lung cancer than non smokers. <laughs> That's it because it was like an eight hundred percent increase but everything right. else is like like well if you eat bacon you have a five percent increase in stomach cancer it's like th- that is it's like okay four out of a thousand people versus five out of a thousand and they do the math and they figure it's like whatever percent it's too small to be statistically relevant it has mm-hmm. to be in the hundreds of percentage point this is why they can't really prove that ivermectin works well because the COVID deaths are so small that right, you can't. Yeah, it needs to be a huge like. Oh, if we found like a thousand percent better with ivermectin, okay, well that's that's something we can hang our head on. But they haven't been able to do that yet, which is why one day you go, oh, eggs are bad for me. Next story, eggs, eggs are, good are good for me. Oh, next story, eggs are bad. It's because the margin is too it's too small. Mm. Um, I don't know why I got on that. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, but so it happens yeah, when so, I give and, Dave and, and, alcohol. Oh, and the, yeah, and the, inter, <laughs> the thing is like intermittent fasting and and the low carb diets to say, well, long term those don't work. Keto, it's like because generally the, the the study lasts for six months and then they send the people home and they go off the diet. And they go, did you gain your weight back? Right. Yeah, 
Were you on the diet? No. Oh, okay. Well, it didn't work. It's like, well, so now if you stay on it, yes, it works. The same thing with if you're staying on any diet, you're probably going to see good results if you stay long term. So, but 20 years ago, we didn't have all the studies available to us. These are actual, real quality studies. Yeah. There's and been 60 or 70 of them too. There, well, if you look up the um, Gary Tobb's book, The Case yeah. for Keto, he goes back retrospectively and say, you know, when he first wrote the book, why we get fat and what to do about it versus this book that he wrote, was it last year or the year before? There's a significant number of studies, more than any other diet, showing yeah. that if you really want to take control of your of your food intake, this is the effective way to do it. It's with a uh, low-carbohydrate, low high-fat diet. Agreed. That's what I do. I, yeah, they, and you're uh, very slender. I, I I eat one meal a day. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't um, I don't do carbs really. <laughs> I just do meat and vegetables. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's great. I wish I was doing that lately because I'm I'm gonna have to really uh, hit it hard after Let, January first. <laughs> let's give some tips yeah. to our to to our men that are listening mm-hmm. who are probably like us gonna eat or drink too much mm-hmm. over the next week and a half. Of course. <laughs> And, and I'm going to start. I'm going to start with that. I'm going to say, don't beat yourself up, man. You you did it for the last 40 years. You overeat too much. Of course, you're going to overeat too much this year. Yeah. You overdrank for the last 20 <laughs> years. Of course, you're going to overdrink. Everyone around you is overeating. Everyone around you is overdrinking. There's plenty of food. You can never get away from the overabundance of of the drugs of sugar. Yeah. In our life. And so, you literally have these drugs foisted upon you. Yeah. They're handing them to you on a tray and you yeah. so billboards. Don't, you know, enjoy don't, it. Don't beat yourself up. Yeah. Don't beat yourself up. That's first one. Yeah. Because if you get in that mind trap, you're never going to get out of the mind trap. Yep. Yep. My first thing is if you're or if you're just going to start, if you're like in you know, 50s, maybe if you're going to start trying the low-carb thing, just eat meat and vegetables, like Corey yep. was saying. That's great. Cook it in butter. Don't use these crazy, stupid, uh, uh, nope. fake oils like vegetable oil. Crisco. Do not use Stuff those. Will use kill like you. use uh, you know olive oil for cooking, but mainly butter, even tallow, those yep. things. Um, and if you you're gonna notice after two days, your body gets rid of all the glycogen stored in your muscles and your liver, and then you're gonna start dropping some weight. But here's the thing: maybe after a week or so, you're gonna feel like weird, like. A little, they call it the keto flu. But it's basically your body rebelling. It's like, I want my sugar back, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And you're going to go get it. And it's going to tempt you. But you know what? If you can go through that period, a couple, maybe a day or two, get through that, you might have a headache. You feel kind of shitty. Um, but once, the body if you push, Body will adjust. Maybe take some salt. Have, you know, have a little salt with you. Um, but if you get past that and you get into full-on ketosis, where you're in real ketosis and your body's using your fat for fuel, you're going to feel fucking you're gonna amazing. You're going to feel great. Yeah. Absolutely. It's really like, holy shit. My brain is working like it hasn't worked since I was like, you know, a kid. It's really awesome. You have any tips for our men? Uh, well, I could tell you Corey? what I do. I mean, I, I, I wake up in the morning and then I have my um, lemon water, have a glass of uh, warm lemon water. And then after that, I... Uh, I have a little shot of cappuccino, no sugar, just to get me going. Then after that, I do my P90 workout because I hate working out. 
but I do the P90, and and that little shot of cappuccino gives me enough oh, energy, okay. but yeah. no, no sugar in it, no milk. It's just straight coffee. Tastes like shit, but <laughs> hey, man, it gets you going. I do my P90, and then I just drink water the rest of the day until I come up on dinner. I oh. don't do breakfast and uh, lunch, so I just do dinner. And then for dinner, I have a big-ass dinner. Yeah. I mean, I'm not playing, like, Steak Are you hungry at all during the day when this is happening? Maybe a little bit, but you're not um, like hangry, right? No. Yeah, you're not no, hangry. No, I don't get and, hungry anymore. And you're a lean guy. No. And so I'm saying like even a, a lean guy like Corey still has enough body fat to go weeks. Yeah. So a day is no big deal. And if you nope. get your body trained for that, your body's eating while you're doing other stuff. It's yep. just, I'll just use my fat. Nope, no problem. I got this. And that's, that's what's happening during yeah. the day. Yeah. You just have to get used to it. Yeah. So yeah. what you're telling me is that your body's fat adapted. Yeah. So when after you wait when you wake up in the morning, your body is switching over to burning fat for fuel, and then you yep. have a big meal. It switches over to glycogenic diet, and then it Maybe. switches back. Maybe yep. a little and bit because you're probably not eating very much carb. What kind of vegetables do you eat when you eat the? Uh, Whatever, uh, zucchinis, asparagus, mm, broccoli, yeah. Brussels sprouts. I awesome. Do, oh, yeah. Sure. I Those do are, all <laughs> that's great. the uh, greens. Yeah, and you're getting I, hardly any carbs in that. It's, and but, yeah. no, no and sugar spike. No, but he's no eating a big steak, spike. and that's what yeah. I learned yeah. a couple of years ago was a big piece yeah. of meat turn, turns you to glycogenic, burning glycogen. Yeah. yeah. It, it works for me. Yeah. I, I can only tell you about my body. It, it, it works for me. I don't get hungry mm-hmm. during the day. And I just drink a lot of water, but I definitely work out in the uh, morning because what that does is it just kind of gets my body kick-started to start mm-hmm. burning stuff. And I mean, I feel good, but Keep, that's just me. Keeps you activated. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We didn't talk about one of the main reasons we wanted Corey on here yet is because of the uh, the actor thing, because we got an actual bona fide actor who happens to be black. Uh-huh. Do you, do you want to get into that today? We can and, do it real quick we, and give a we give a, a give a bonus a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Since we got Great. him here, we postponed. We teased it a couple times. We know. did, <laughs> but uh, we wanted to ask Corey directly because a, a lot. It's been going on for a while. You said it's even maybe it's, it started a long time ago. Is where they were. Hollywood seems to be really into giving um, roles to uh, for characters that are uh, African American male specifically, and they give them to British guys. Yeah. What the what is going on with that? And these are some of the big there's like guys who were nominated for Oscars, like they're British guys, like yeah. uh, you know, like Twelve Years a Slave, and then uh, you know, Get Out. That guy's uh, uh, British guy. Thoughts uh, on this, Corey? Uh, okay, my opinion <laughs> is this. Now, this is just my opinion. Uh, I'm not some entertainment guru, you know, <laughs> entertainment industry guru, but I'm just gonna give you my opinion. So, my opinion is that now everything has gotten even more political when it comes to the acting game. Because in the past, like for instance, my career, I came up and I was able to get a lot of my own work because I was very proactive and, you know, being a, you know, competent actor and things like that. You can't do that today. Now, um, the big agencies and the big management houses, they run the whole show. I mean, like they're even getting to the point where now they're producing projects. And they just have it all in-house. But in my opinion, 
they've always felt like in the entertainment industry, this is just my observation, they've always felt like the Brits do it better because of, you know, Shakespeare. Just acting in general. Yeah, just acting in general, you know what I mean? And uh, because over there, from what what I understand, most of it is subsidized. So like... Hmm. You know the you know the Royal Academy of whatever. I mean, like you always hear about these British actors, and yeah. I know a lot of them. They come from you know the Royal Academy of Edinburgh, or mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Whether they're in Scotland or Ireland or whatever, they always got these Royal Academies. And so then what happens is is you got these big agencies like CAA, ICM, William Morris Endeavor. They go to these countries and they just go straight to these schools. It's just like here with Juilliard or. Yale drama or Carnegie Mellon or Fordham or something like that. Yeah. Or it's Princeton. more prominent over there, you, you think, maybe? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So then these big agencies just go over there and mm-hmm. they have their showcases and they just pluck these guys okay. right out. Now, why that went over to the black actors, I don't know. I don't know how that happened. I just know it started like in the mid-90s. Do you I don't think know they make less... What do you mean? The British black actors, do you think they make less than an American black actor? No, I think they make more. Hmm. You have to understand that these guys are hooked up. They're with the big agencies. The big agencies command the big dollars. You know what I mean? I wonder if right. there's a blind That's who the studios have relationships with. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I was wondering if the blind spot with me is I, there probably are also a lot of British actors who are just playing American guys, white guys. I didn't think about yeah, that. But absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's, and it probably goes for the same. Maybe it's not necessarily just the black thing, but there were a lot of articles I'd seen a few years ago about what's up with the black British guys taking American, you know, African-American you know, roles. David, you know, David, it always surprised me when I was watching a show, and, and most recently it was probably The Walking Dead, where you're you're watching the leading actor, the leading man, and it's it's he's an American guy. He looks American, he talks American, he acts American. And then you get to the after show where he's being interviewed and he's British. And you're like, what the heck? Yeah. And that's happened to me a bunch. Well, you know, my thing is this is that some of them are good, some of them are not, you know? I mean, I I mean I worked with Idris Elba. He's probably it, especially when it comes to the British black actors because the African American type is very difficult to do. You know what I mean? I mean, it's difficult for most African American actors, but to be British and to come over and do it, you know, most of them can't really hmm. do it well. The best I've ever seen is probably Idris Elba, and I've worked with him and I've uh. I mean, he pulled it off. I like that guy. <laughs> he pulled it off. Man, man crush. He's my man crush. Oh, a man hey, crush. Man, he's, um, he's. What did I you work with him on? Brilliant. The Wire. Oh, okay. He was I in that think, one. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, I think that he's a brilliant actor. I remember when we were doing The Wire, I told him, I said, man, you know, it's very few black actors, no matter where you're from, who I think can, you know, possibly replace Denzel. <laughs> and he was the one. You know what I mean? In my opinion, his character in uh, The Wire. What was what was the character from? Is he like Chicago guy? No, 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 no. Baltimore. Was, he he okay. just plays Baltimore. a uh, but American plays, guy. Yeah, yeah. He plays a drug dealer who basically runs the whole organization, and oh, he okay. pulled it off. Man, it was great. I mean, cool. He was great, but mm. but that's what I think it is. It's just it's just hookups. It's just the fact that you know. Those those schools over there are where these big agencies have connections. Uh, yeah, and the pool of black actors 
you know, black male actors is going to be smaller than the pool of white actors because smaller population number. Yep. So yep. they know if they go over there, they're going to get more trained guys. So it, it might just be that. Yeah, I, but know. then, but then I think that that's a weird thing. You know, I mean, since you brought it up, Dave, the whole training thing. I've never been trained. Mm, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that that's a good thing or a bad thing, but. From my experience in the entertainment industry, you can either act or you can't. I think that training can help you refine certain aspects. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I mean, I've met guys who've gone to Juilliard who fucking suck ass. So, <laughs> you know, and I'm looking at them like, what the fuck? Dude? Yeah, what? <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I mean, you either can or you can't. But that's just my opinion. I'm just giving uh, my uh, opinion. Americans in general, too, are often like a little bit seduced. But when we hear a British accent, we're like, oh, you know, they sound smarter yeah. than us. Yeah. They you know? think that, so there's, they think that they're better. They might get a little bit of a, a like a, a leg up just, just because they're British and they sound so, you know, that could be a thing, too. Hey, um, I thought that when I first started. Yeah. And then I, you know, got to know a couple of them and how the game works. And I was like, yeah. Not all you guys. Are I know good. we would have if, if they. Luckily, they weren't doing that in the seventies because we we've been robbed of certain scenes, like in you know airplane. Remember those two guys in the plane? <laughs> yeah. Oh and yeah, it, it we could have been like that. shit, man. That honky must must be messing my old lady. <laughs> Got to be running cold upside down his head, you know. You know, see a broad to get a booty yakum. Leg her down a smack em, mack em. Who got to be, you know, shit. That was no, <laughs> not working for me. No, no, no. I'll give you the perfect example of that. No, because Dave, that is true. The perfect example is, you guys ever seen that movie Four Brothers? With um, Wahlberg, um, mm-hmm. and then the British black actor, uh, I can never pronounce his name properly, Chiwetel uh, Ejiofor. I, I not can't even pronounce trying. it. I don't know. And I'm, I'm just going to butcher it so... But he was in 12 Years a Slave. He was the main character in oh. 12 Years a Slave. Well, he was in that movie, Four Brothers. I think it was uh, him. It was uh, Garrett Hedlund, um, Mark Wahlberg, Tyrese Gibson. And um, uh, the actor I was talking about, the black British actor, he was playing the crime lord. And it's supposed to be Detroit. And it was just, you know, he's a great actor. Don't get me wrong. But totally miscast. He couldn't <laughs> pull off the <laughs> black gangster thing. It was... You know, it was pretty. It was pretty laughable. Well, fortunately, <laughs> he's not going to hear your comments, and he won't be coming for you. So, we're. Man, <laughs> How do you know he's not going to hear you? Exactly. I don't know what you're talking about, Sable. I don't know where you got that from. You'd His be friends surprised. are going to hear You'd that DEI sketch, bro. and they're going to forward it to him because everybody needs to hear that. Oh, everybody should listen. hear that sketch. You would be surprised. People, people Speaking are listening. Of actors, we didn't get to talk about Jesse Smollett, but we're getting up maybe next time. Let, let's let's put that off to the new year. Yeah. I would love to talk about that and spend a few minutes uh, because that's that's all wrapped up and done. Yeah. I think we should. Uh, that's an insane story. I think we should wrap it up for the year. Yeah. Okay. We should we should say goodbye to our to our friends, send this out to them, and then figure out when the heck we're going to record next in January. Okay. What, what do you think? Yeah. All right. All right. I'd I'm like. Down. To, yeah. I would like to say, uh, you know, be safe out there. In 2022, look for some new skits from us. Look for a new intro, an intro that has Corey in it. Oh, thank I got you. some ideas. And uh, um, you're just going to get some more comedy from this hilarious troupe right here in 2022. Yeah, baby. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. Dave, it's great to have you here this Thanks, year Sable. for another another year of shows. Corey, so glad to have you. A uh, round of applause from the audience for you. Thank you. And I'll see you guys. Bye. Happy holidays.
That's racist. <laughs>